Welcome back to another sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. My boy Bam is here in the studio slash dab real quick. Slash bedroom. Don't ever dab again. <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. Um, Bam, how was it? First off, how was your week? It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Run it. Recording here on Wednesday, the 22nd. I'm trying to get this out by tomorrow. <laughs> but we all know how well that works out, don't we? <laughs> don't we? Oh, my goodness. My life is a mess. Anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about today, don't we, Bam? Yeah, mostly mostly basketball, but a couple different things to talk about in different sports. Well, yeah, with uh, it being conference finals in basketball, it's usually going to take up a lot of our uh, attention. And uh, unfortunately, some other thing is not taking up our our attention, which should probably get a lot more, uh, could probably get a lot more love than it should, but it doesn't. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. But, man, we wanted to uh, discuss the NBA draft lottery. You actually text me <laughs> after the draft lottery. During it. During the draft lottery, because we, we we had all our, <laughs> our all our you know we had all of our. Our predictions and such. Yeah, I was keeping track of it on my phone. Yeah. And then you were, like, watching it live, I guess? I wasn't even watching it live. Oh, okay. I was just uh, catching up on, on uh, ESPN.com. Yeah, so we are both just checking the updates. And uh, I think it was around when news came in that the Lakers were getting a top four. You messaged me, like, hey, I'm starting to agree with you on this whole lottery thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I told you, I was like, watch, they're gonna get a, they're gonna get a top three pick, and they might even get the first one. They didn't get the first one, um, and they they ended up being stuck at four. But that's still a crazy jump. A lot of crazy jumps forward and back in the lottery. Yeah, it was all over the place. And it's just one big giant headache. Yeah, because like Zion's not even gonna play in New Orleans, so. Oh, you think he's gonna? You think he's gonna hold out? He needs to, honestly. <laughs> like he just saw what they did to Anthony Davis. You really think he wants to go to New Orleans? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it makes no sense for him to go. And you could even see, like, you could Google the picture of his face from when it was announced, like the Pelicans had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. He just looks dead inside. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, what did I get myself into? But. He's a very smart man. Him or his parents, whoever's in his little clique, very smart people. Because he never signed an agent. Mm-hmm. So he has full control of the situation. He can technically go to college. He can go play overseas and on the national team if he wants to. Mm-hmm. He can just take a year off and train and then come back next draft if a different team has the top pick. So he's really got full power here. Yeah, well... Yeah, because with with the overhauls of the NCAA and things like that, you know, giving play giving these players a lot more options. Yeah, um, he can. Yeah, so like, and he can tell the Pelicans like, "Hey, I don't want to play for you. If you still end up drafting me, you're gonna need to trade me because if you draft me, I'm just gonna go to China or back to Duke, play for the U.S. national team for a year, then come back. Yeah, and then if you have the one pick again." You're going to have to trade me. Like, <laughs> he's just going to keep telling him that. Um, yeah, I just I don't see him going there. One trade scenario that I heard Callan uh, Cowherd say on his radio show. Oh, it was an interesting Cowherd. face you made when I said his name. But oh. he made a very good point of a potential trade if the Pelicans do decide to take him and he does tell them, hey, I don't want to play here. They could set up some form of package combination of players and picks between them and the 76ers Ooh! to send him to the 76ers and the Pelicans would get hometown talent Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Because the Simmons and Bede thing, everyone can kind of see the writing on the wall there. It's not going to work. You got two star guys that can't shoot. And B, the worst thing is, is your center can shoot better than your point guard. Yeah, that's so. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> why Simmons is the likely of the two to get traded. Yeah, and it makes sense with him being an LSU Louisiana kid. Put him in the spotlight of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Him, and then they try to keep Julius Randle. 
and load up on some draft picks yeah. for Zion. So, like, they'd basically be trading Zion for a draft pick of Philadelphia's and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Or they can try to get a third team involved to get a better pick. And then the Sixers can try to trade someone else to that other team to get them to do it. Yeah. Which 76ers now, I think when we first looked it up, there was like something like four players are signed for next year or something like that. Because like they're all free agents, oh, yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now... Uh, you got guys like J.J. Reddick who yeah. just get paid. And now play for even, even James Ennis... One of their bench guys, he even opted out. So they don't even have him for next they year. Wanna, <laughs> they the, have no one on their it's team. It's a dumpster fire of an organization. It's literally just Simmons and Embiid left <laughs> on the roster. That's all you got left. So they really don't have very many options. Yeah. they. What are you going to do? Uh, so the NBA draft lottery, you know, the thought process came up. After LeBron James left Cleveland, and three out of the four years that he was gone, they got the number one pick, mm-hmm. or at least like the they what, got at the least within pick. like the top three within the like top every three year pick. until he came back every basically. year until he came back right. So because of that, there were a lot of people who were crying foul, if you will, um, saying that. Uh, the NBA draft lottery is uh, is rigged. Yeah, I just... Because to me, it's ridiculous. LeBron's gone. They get the number one pick and a bunch of other picks. Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. And they blew, All of a like, they get and the they blew like 90... They blew it's, like... They have like, what, a two. 6% chance of getting it or something like yeah. that? And they got, like, it's it's insane. And, it's and the same thing I told you before about how this happened with Chicago and Derrick Rose. This happened with Ewing and the Knicks. And they drafted yeah. Anthony Bennett. Whenever a team is struggling or in need of a star because they're, like, just a badly run organization, the NBA just bails them out with a top pick. Yeah. But in this case, it's not going to work because, like I said, Zion's got full control of the situation right now. Yeah. Because because of the fact that, you know, the Pelicans are... I, I've... If you look around the... Like, I love Alvin Gentry, right? I think he's actually an excellent coach. But also, you got to look at what he's working with on a regular basis, right? <laughs> With the exception of Anthony Davis, you I mean, yeah, the, but you they, the silence yeah. there. No, because really they, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't blame the coach. It's the poorly run organization. Yeah, they, I think they that, did nothing to build around him. And remember, they and had like, they had Eric Gordon and Anthony yeah. Davis, Drew Holiday. They had a very good team. Mm-hmm. And last year, they beat Portland in the first round. Yeah, and Portland essentially had the same team this year that they had last year. Yeah, so it's like. There was room for growth there, and they they took a step back. They and took then several Davis steps. Davis was back. just like, forget this. Well, because also um, I found out that the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans they don't have a dedicated trainer, like a training staff, like, like to like, train them, like, or like, like, a, like a medical guy, like a like a like a medical like like what the heck? Like they just share one with the New Orleans Saints. Whoa. That's weird. So, because I've always wondered, Eric Gordon always got hurt in in New Orleans. You had you had people going down in New Orleans every other day. Yeah, that's right? crazy. You remember that over the past couple of years? Because I know every a lot of like probably the most hit by injuries team is always the New Orleans Pelicans every year. That could have definitely played a factor into it for them yeah. and other people did not want to go there. Because yeah. I know I always figured each team had their own kind of. Staff or company they hired to do it. This is what happened. Like, I know the magic hire, I believe it's called Hewitt, mm-hmm. like medical or something like that. Um, so Jewett, that or, is like, it the Jewett Orthopedic Yeah, Clinic? Jewett, yes, yeah. They, uh, shouts out to Jewett Orthopedic Clinic. They, <laughs> they, if you they want to sponsor this that. podcast, you can <laughs> just shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, they have their like. Hospital and clinics, of course, but they also have a staff dedicated to just helping out the magic. Yeah. Um, so I would have figured each team would have that for themselves, but they're literally splitting a staff in half with yeah. a football team. Like, yeah. And, like, football's going to have a lot more injuries, so you know that's more of their focus. Exactly. So it's, it's what happens when, when it's people... It's called being cheap. It's called being cheap. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and I think that's the problem in New Orleans. Yeah. 
I think, because uh, who doesn't want to go to New Orleans? New Orleans is a nice city. Yeah, it's a party town. It's a, yeah, you would think you'd be able to attract free agents. Mm-hmm. But no, they don't. They can attract them to play football. But that's because yeah. they got Drew Brees there. Yeah, well. But yeah. That's, that's <laughs> but what then happens. again, these guys have and, Anthony and now, Davis. And now Alvin Kamara. So, like, yeah. they're going to want to play. But, so, New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans trying to, to draft Zion Williamson, most likely. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies with the number two pick, which, you know, wasn't as surprising because they did not play well. Um, and they're, there's a likely chance they're going to get John Moran. Oh, yeah, I'm Unless sure it is. Yeah. Danny Ainge, they're... if you hear me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the trade's not going to happen. Danny Ainge! The Grizzlies. Hustle them! The Grizzlies are already in talks with other teams to get Mike Conley off their books. Do so they can replace him with Moran. What it so. is that you do and find some way to finagle your way all the way to the top two. It's going to be like. The day of or the day before the draft, the Grizzlies are going to trade Conley to, like, the Heat or something. Yeah. And then they'll pick up Morant, which is a good fit for him. But I feel bad for a team like the Bulls, where if they had him on there at point, that Bulls team is easily making the playoffs. Yeah. and that's Morant the, on the Grizzlies, they're still not going to make the playoffs. That's the thing. Like, the Bulls dropped all the way to seven. Yeah, the I, Suns dropped all the way to six. I feel bad for them. The, the Suns, Suns, the Suns, I don't feel so bad for because they've had so many lottery picks. They should be good by now. They should be. But the Bulls, like they would have had a nice quick turnaround if it wasn't for this mess. Yeah. And then, oh, of course, huh? LeBron got pick number four. The Lakers didn't get pick number four. LeBron did. He's Ooh. in charge of that team. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. There's no Magic Johnson. This, oh my gosh! This, Frank Vogel is a shell. He's not a head coach. <laughs> like it's yeah. It's, we could talk about Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a, that's a whole the, podcast in and of itself. The GM was like a traitor and a backstabber and all yeah. that. And then the GM was like, "I didn't do nothing to him. What the heck?" Oh man. <laughs> Drama. Because I don't see that's the thing. I don't think it's Magic Johnson's fault. I don't think it's the GM's fault. It's Jeannie Buss's fault. Ooh, she's, hot takes. she's supposed to be in charge of this whole thing. And all her employees hate each other, apparently. <laughs> like, whose problem is that? That's the boss's problem to fix. Yep. <laughs> like, like, I used to run a supermarket. If I was in charge of my cashiers and two of them are arguing, it's my job to figure out why they're arguing. Do I need to separate them? Whatever. Yeah. She's not doing that. She's just letting them run wild and then making her own decisions that Magic was just she's, like, she's forget too busy, it. She's too busy running Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's, does she really run that? It's not, it's not Gorgeous. It's um, uh, women, of, women of Wrestling. Oh, I, I didn't, like know, that. That, I didn't yeah. know she ran that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a Genie Bus idea. Well, that's a smart idea, so stick to that and sell the team to someone <laughs> that's going to actually do something. But, so, that that's just the thing, though, like, Going back to the lottery, do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's just ridiculous? What's your opinion on it, Bam? I've never liked the lottery because I feel like in this, to me, like a lot of people are saying, oh, this will get rid of tanking because teams that tank for a low record, they'll see, oh, I was supposed to get the number two pick and I got the number seven pick. It's like, okay. Phoenix. Like, <laughs> that was literally just two random numbers. But, uh, well, Phoenix got so, six. But. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, they'll see that, and then people think, oh, that's going to make Phoenix not want to um, tank anymore for traffic stuff. To me, it's going to make them tank even more and and for longer mm-hmm. because they're tanking to try to get that star to put with Devin Booker and Aiton. If they're not going to get that this draft because they fell back, they're just going to tank again to try yeah. to get a top three pick. And if they fall back again, just try to tank again. So, to me, they, they just made the process take longer. Like, if, you, if there's no lottery and you're the Knicks, you're the worst team, you get number one pick this year, get a little better, get a middle lottery pick next year with your cap space, they should be a playoff team after two years. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But now with this mess of people falling back and not getting the guys they need on their team, that two-year process is going to turn into like a four-year process. So you, th- you think that whilst tanking is is very unpleasant in the moment that it's happening it involves a less um a less long-term solution i i guess what am what am i trying to say like their teams aren't going to tank more per se it's yeah. just 
they're going to do it for longer periods of time. For now. longer periods of time. So yeah. because of that, the rebuilding process takes less time in the long run with without a lottery is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you would already have, you're the worst team. You got the best guy. You sh- as long as he stays healthy, you should be okay. Okay. Um, here's why you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, I personally, I, I mean, the, the, the lottery is, I feel like it's a necessary evil to continue competitive play even when you know you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, because who, of course, if you go towards the end of because I, I just remember in my years as a Warriors fan, yes, years, <laughs> years, going back to, like, middle school. You used so to live there, people. Everyone calm down. Calm down. Good grief. You know how many people give me flack for being a Warriors fan now? I remember I used to go to the games at the end of the season, right? Because when the Warriors were systematically eliminated from the playoffs every year, um, we would go to their games because they were cheaper. And then everyone knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, but we still wanted to see competitive basketball, you know? So you need to have competitive basketball at all points in the season, no matter who's playing, you know? Um you have teams that want to play spoiler for these guys that are trying that are on the bubble maybe cuz you know just due to sheer bitterness i see your point but then lebron shouldn't be able to rest just cuz he doesn't feel like playing i agree yeah i agree you have to, you have to change that rule there's too. there's a there's a difference between <laughs> there's a difference between rest and there's a difference between like like i just don't want to play cuz like popovich straight up tells people like Oh, yeah. My guys aren't playing just because I don't want them to. Like, <laughs> but Popovich and is it's also like, a genius. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> I, I completely agree with Popovich. It's yeah. within the rules. You do it. It is messed up for the fans that paid to see DeMar DeRozan drop 40, but then he's just not playing today because yeah. he didn't feel like playing him. But, um, but uh, to also go with your point of it trying to be more like to help with the competitiveness of mm-hmm. it throughout the season... Everybody knows the West is crazy competitive. The East, not so much. Absolute garbage. <laughs> Three of the top. Which, five. oddly enough, we'll get to later. Three of the, the top five picks in this draft are going to the West. So you just made the West even better because of the lottery. Yep. Instead of helping the East get some young talent. Yep. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough call. It's I know. a tough it's, call. Yeah, it's, it's a tough. <laughs> you know, you know what? Like, pros and cons to it. There are yeah, there are pros and cons to it, and and also I do think it's too easy because it's like it's like oh it's it's uh it's all based on you know odds and luck and stuff yeah. like that. It's too easy for someone to go in there and just be like, do yeah, and, like, that, and like mess with it. Yeah, you know? that's what was in my. My two fixes, if people want to keep it, my two fixes, to, so that way it's still helping with the competitive issue, but also doesn't look shady. My two fixes would be your top three guys still have some form of lottery, but just amongst themselves. Like the, the top three guys get yeah. the lottery. So that way like, they're still going to get a top three pick, like protect them mm-hmm. because yeah. they clearly need it. They have the worst teams. Exactly, and then um, and then everything from there on. Everything from, from there from can be the random. Can, yeah, can do the. I like that. The actually. other protection would be stop doing it behind a closed door. Yeah, do it in front just of do everyone. it in front of everyone, and then no one's gonna have to argue that it's rigged or anything because we'll just see it happen in front of us. Exactly. Like we don't care about an outside investigation thing behind closed doors. This and that. Just do the whole process right in front of us. Yeah, and everyone will believe you. Is there's the, we'd have nothing to argue. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's really nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah. So, your thoughts on the draft lottery? Do you agree with Bam and uh, being wrong, or do you agree with me <laughs> and being right? You're uh, so mean to me. <laughs> I gotta give you a hard time, Bam. I got to. Too many people think we look alike. A lot of wrestlers think we look alike. Yeah. Because we're like the same size. That was weird. I'm just a little fatter. <laughs> <laughs> that was always weird. 
Um, so, moving on. So we're still in the NBA. The conference finals. We have a tale of two finals right now. Uh, we have a four-game sweep on one hand, and then two games to two on the other hand. And bam, as you just said earlier, the West is Whoa, so much more competitive. Now. Listen now. It is. It's just the top team is way above everyone in the league. <laughs> so that's they're an outlier. Warriors. If you name Warriors. like... I want to bet if you tell someone name the top five teams in the league, at least three of them are going to be West teams. Yeah, it's true. It's just the Warriors are so stacked. They made they made Portland look worse than they were. Yeah, they it's, did. Yeah, they, they did. They made Portland look like they didn't deserve to be there. Which is sad because Damian yeah. Lillard is excellent. Yeah, he balled out in the postseason to get them there. So and McCollum, is, too. So is McCollum. Yeah. Um, Myers Leonard... Myers Leonard dropped thirty points in the final game in yeah. in game. Everyone four. was trying their best. Like it's just you had you had guys. I think the Myers Leonard had thirty. Uh, CJ McCollum had I think like twenty six or twenty seven, and Dame Lillard had like twenty eight. Yeah, they all tried. It was. It's just this Warriors team and like. I saw it happening. Like all these people that were like, "Oh, they lost Durant. This is the win they're going to lose." No, it's not. It's the same thing I said last episode when Durant went down with that, like, Achilles scare, calf strain thing. Mm -hmm. I told people then, I was like, guys, they won 73 games without Durant. Yeah. They're fine. They are (laughs) fine. If anything, they're better now because they're more experienced. So it's, yeah, that that Warriors team is going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I love the meme, though, of Kevin Durant, and it says when you use all your sick days. Before you leave the company. <laughs> really? I like that. <laughs> Damian Lillard had 28 points, 12 assists. CJ McCollum had 26.7 assists. Myers Leonard had 30 points and 12 boards. Yeah. Um, they all poured their heart out there. And they did. Just Myers Leonard have a, had a heck of a first yeah. half that game, too. Is he free agent by any chance? Uh, I don't know, but he uh, he went out with a bang. That's for sure. Yeah, because... If he is, that's perfect for him because then that's going to be one of those situations where a guy has a good playoff run and then just gets paid a ton because of it. Yeah. Like the like the Biombo contract. I mean, he's also 7 foot 1, has ridiculous ups and he can shoot. And I'm pretty sure he's very young, right? He yeah, he's uh he's 27. Oh, okay, a little older than I thought, but still yeah. pretty young. Yeah, he's 27. Um let me see. I might be able to. And uh, also, the Blazers gave Terry Stotts a multi-year extension. Which yeah, I think. Which yeah, he. I think he deserved. He did his job this season. Yeah, that whole game. You had guys uh, like for Golden State. You had guys like Kevon Looney had friggin' twelve and fourteen off the bench, twelve points, fourteen boards. <laughs> like you don't expect that to happen, but Steph had thirty-seven. So, uh, Steph had a triple... You had two guys with triple doubles in the final game of the season. Um, well, final game of the, the the Western Conference Finals. You had Steph with 37 points, 11 assists, and 13 boards. And Draymond Green with 18 points, 11 assists, and 14 boards. Leonard's got one year left on his contract. Oh, well, he's trying to get paid. Yeah. So, so next good. year is his contract year. Making $11 million right now. Yeah. So yeah, he he did that, and then balls out next year. He's gonna get paid by somebody. Oh yeah, he'll be in the same exact situation as Vooch. Oh yeah, a twenty-eight-year-old big man that has a breakout year. Or or, at least it's not a Mike Conley situation. Yeah, not that much of a breakout. The oh. thing, Mike Conley is a great player. It's just his team's never won. Yeah, so people see his contract as like a bust. I don't but see it as a bust. Yeah. I just see him as still grossly overpaid. For how old he is, and well, yeah, but the, anyone when they get old is going to be overpaid. Like, look at Albert Pujols. <laughs> when Albert Pujols signed that contract, he was a monster, <laughs> a yearly MVP. Yeah, and like the same thing is probably going to happen to Mike Trout. When we get to year eight, year nine of that ten-year deal, people mm-hmm. are going to be like, "Oh, he's making that much money? That's ridiculous." But like, when he was twenty-seven, everyone said he deserved it. So, yep. But Golden State. Uh, Going to their fifth straight finals, and Steph Curry is has now scored the most points 
in in a in the course of a four game sweep than anyone else. Which kind of surprises me because right? it wasn't even like he was dropping four straight fifty point games. Yeah, like he had great games, but it wasn't like, oh my god, look how much he's scoring. Well, it's, I think it was just the consistency factor of yeah, it. Yeah, because he scored one hundred and I think forty six or forty seven points somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, which was one more than uh, I think it was Kareem Abdul Jabbar scored over the course of a, a four game sweep. Which shows you just how much basketball's changed. Yeah. Yeah. A seven foot monster. Seven foot Scored monster. One less shot. With a sky than a hook. Six foot point guard. Six foot <laughs> six foot three point guard who can just shoot the three. And of course We apologize now, for the uh, when I'm recording lawn work. The lawn guys decide to come by. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> These guys. You know you know they actually uh they actually broke our um they broke our our storm door? Oh my god. How'd they do that? Yeah, we had a glass storm door and they were just out there uh how just... powerful are their blowers. That's what I'm saying. We have a we have a bunch of uh acorns out in the front though. So oh, if you they put might a have blew it into that. If you put yeah. a blower behind an acorn, do you know what it turned into? A bullet. <laughs> and it shattered our freaking front storm door. That was that was fun. That was that was a good day. All right, now to get back on anyway, topic after back, some editing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving that and in there. And he's back again. I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> and he's back. But uh, on, the, on the other hand, Eastern Conference, when Milwaukee <coughs> went up two games to zero. Everyone lot, said that series was a sweep. Everyone thought it was yeah. over. But Kawhi Leonard said, I say the nay. Kawhi Leonard is going to be awful next year because his back is going to be broken. <laughs> it's going to be shattered. From carrying? Like, that man's back. Whoever signs him in free agency needs to do an immediate MRI on his back and his spine. Make sure he's okay. Because this man is carrying, carrying Toronto. He is carrying with the eventual, like, the uh, the occasional assist from Siakam. That's what it feels like. Well, Siakam did not play well. He didn't even play well game. last game. He had seven points and six assists and four oh, boards. Yeah. The assist came from surprise, surprise. Did Lowry do his one game a series? Kyle, yeah. <laughs> one Kyle game, Lowry shot 25. One game in each series. Kyle Lowry drops 20. He had 25. I've noticed that. Kawhi had 19. Uh, but no, it was actually a, a team effort, oddly enough, in Toronto. Uh, Serge, Ibaka, Serge Ibaka had 17 and 13. <laughs> Been wondering where Serge was. Well, then for again, the last couple of years. This so this was the Toronto team. I didn't see the game. That's why I'm a little unsure of it. But yeah. um, this was that Toronto team that when they beat the 76ers in I think Game Five, that I said would probably end it in six mm-hmm. because they finally all played as a team. Yeah. Um. So like, if if Toronto can play as a team, a team is stacked. Yeah. It's just so many times. When they go down, I, th- I think that's the issue. When they go down early, they rely too much on Leonard to dig them out of that hole. Yeah. It's not a team effort yeah. at that point in time. But uh, you had uh, Norman Powell drop 18 and Fred Vlan- Van Vliet, Wichita State's own. He's a solid, solid... He is a perfect... Backup point guard. He is a he solid. He comes in, brings you energy. He had 13 points and six assists coming off the bench. Five of six from the field, three or three from deep. Giannis okay. out there missing free throws. Oh, gosh. Giannis. Giannis. Everyone, Giannis still can't shoot, man. What is your opinion Ooh. on Drake? Because, like, I get, like, yes, you're a big fan of the team, grew up a fan of the team from Canada, and, like, now you're minority owner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But... He should not be like by their bench and like giving the coach like a back rub and jumping on the court during the game. It's so, like, like literally they'll call a timeout and he's like jumping into their huddle. Like, dude, you're not like a part of the team. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, he just wants to feel included, I, I guess. Know, but it's like, I feel like he thinks he has some kind of superpower that's making him <laughs> do well. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, 
I just think he's getting a little too carried away. It's I like, th- I get I, he's a big I, fan and whatnot. I agree. But, like, yeah. I agree. I feel like if you're going to be a big fan, be a Spike Lee. And just yeah. heckle people on the yeah, sidelines. That's fun. Or like uh, how Cuban does it. He sits in that little section yeah. in that corner with the fans. And he doesn't he'll, get he'll yell at the ref from there and occasionally get a fine. Like something like well, something like that's well, fine. Well well you you remember you remember uh, that meme that was going around was I just wanted would want to have someone look at me the way Drake looks at all these ba- basketball players. Mm-hmm. I think even though Drake is like you know, a star. I think he's still starstruck when he's around oh, yeah. NBA yeah. players. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think I feel like when he was a little kid, that was his dream job. Yeah, was to be a basketball player. Yeah, and he just wasn't good at it. Yeah, so he just wants and to then feel ended included. up getting good at the acting and rapping thing. Yeah, which hey, I mean, I I feel the same way. If I was rich and famous, but I got to meet Derek Jeter, I'd still be starstruck. Yeah. That guy was my hero growing up as yeah. a kid. So. I mean, mine like, was, and I'm sure yours would probably be what Bonds or Johnson probably. It was Bonds. Yeah, Bond, like it was actually Bonds <laughs> and Johnson. Yeah, like <laughs> if I met the big unit, I would be like, yeah, I loved him too. I, I've always had a thing, um, and like I'm right-handed, but I've always loved left-handed pitchers. So Chris, I just Dale. feel like they look. No, even he looked looks. It's just, it's just a really cool look. Yeah, because I feel like they can just put a nastier twist on the pitches, and then. The pickoff maneuvers are always fun because those little speedsters can't get that big lead now. Yeah. It's a very underrated weapon, just being left-handed in baseball. Yep. So, speaking of baseball, it's a good segue. We're just going to move on. I feel like we've discussed everything we can from the uh, conference finals. Baseball. Uh, let's talk about... Um, actually, no. We have not talked about everything in basketball. We'll move on to baseball right after this. Oh, yeah. But somebody got in trouble. Somebody is dumb. <laughs> That's the only word I can use for it. So you know what? D U M M. By the way, D U dumb. D U M M. You know what? You got a problem with this? Tyreek Evans, come find me. Ain't nobody scared of you. Well, I mean, depending on what he's on, I might be. A little <laughs> That's scared. true. Tyreek yeah. Evans has been disbarred and dismissed from the NBA for the next two years for violating their drug policy. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Which which means that, like, like D'Angelo Russell got caught with weed. Yeah. Which, which when means, you get caught with weed, it's usually just a fine. Yeah. If you're kicked out for two years, you had something stupid on you. You had something stupid. It immediately makes me think of the other person banned for two years that we have yet to see return, O.J. Mayo. I believe he was busted with cocaine. I yeah. could be wrong, but I believe that's what he was busted with. And just even when you look at him, Tyreek Evans and OJ Mayo, they're the same. It's damn near same exact careers. Almost, yeah. They were both guards slash forwards that could score. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Had up and down seasons. And had then, all this potential. Yeah, just, just when never... it looks like they're going to reach that potential, boom, they're gone for two years. Yeah. And now OJ Mayo, I think, plays in China right now. Yep. So, I'm sure Tyreek will play in China. Probably serve whatever <laughs> his thing he needs to serve is if he broke any laws, and then go play in China. They'll yeah. probably be teammates with him. They'll <laughs> be teammates and drop sixty a night together. Yeah. So, you know, this was like the old Stephon Marbury situation. Yeah. Yeah, Tyreek Evans is dumb. Uh, moving on to baseball, as we there's a there's there's a little bit of concern. Surrounding uh, Mets fans, their uh, their star player, UNS. Well, former star former player. star player. Former I would say player. two years ago he was their star two years player. Ago, now, yeah. not so much. UNS uh, Cespedes. Sorry. Uh, whilst recovering from a heel from heel surgery, was in his ranch in Florida. Somehow, like broke his ankle. Apparently got it stuck in a corner somewhere or something when walking. Evidently he got it stuck in a hole while he was walking on his ranch. Yeah. Which, that is, as far as anyone knows, the details on it are still pretty vague. Uh, But yeah, he broke his ankle. Which, I think if you're recovering from heel surgery, just sit down. (laughs) Just, just kick back. Like, don't. Like, I get it. You're probably stir-crazy, 
But this team also has a really large investment in you. That you have not lived up to. Because you just keep getting hurt. Because you keep getting hurt. Yeah. Um, it's made of blood and glass at this point in time. <laughs> blood and glass. Blood and glass. But now, see, Cespedes is a left fielder that's hurt. You know what that means, right? What's that? It's Tebow time. Oh, man. It's Tebow time in New York. <laughs> I really want him to do it. Oh, please do I it. I really want him he's to do it. He's in AAA. He's yeah. only one level down. And he's finally starting to hit and hit a home run and had a couple of multi-hit games. So really? Multi-hit yeah, games? He's starting to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so it could be Tebow time. It's Tebow time. <laughs> it could be Tebow time soon. Yo, Mets front office, you hear this? I would do it just because the amount of jerseys you'll sell, oh, that'll ridiculous. pay off Cespedes contract alone. <laughs> like then it's ridiculous. Didn't they didn't like Tebow's jersey became one of like the best sellers mm-hmm. when they called him up for like a cup of coffee. Yeah, he was he was um he was selling out the little field we have like an hour from here in Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. He was like selling that out. Oh, also speaking of sellouts, as a single A player. So speaking of sellouts, yes. what, what were you talking? We were talking about people oh, yeah. selling more tickets. Speaking of minor league baseball, yeah. <laughs> so I I came with three funny stats today that are all baseball stats, um, and two of them involve the Miami Marlins. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, the the team run being, by you mean the team run by your favorite player of all time. <laughs> He's at least gonna fix it though, unlike Genie Bus. <laughs> but uh, is this a uh, stat tweeted out by a guy named uh, Devin Fink, who is verified on Twitter? Don't know who he oh, is, but that's who Mr. I found it from. Mr. Checkmark over here. You think you're better than me? Anyway, the AAA Las Vegas Aviators are drawing more fans per game than the Major League Miami Marlins. <laughs> the Aviators draw in an average of nine thousand six hundred seventeen fans. The Marlins nine thousand three hundred sixty. That's sad. So they're being outsold by almost 300 people, which is like an entire section, basically. Yeah. And especially in a, in a minor league stadium. I used to work for a minor league baseball yeah. team. That minor league stadium can probably only fit 9,617. 9, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's embarrassing. So that, along with Cespedes, perfect segue into my other fun fact. Because <laughs> that has to do with the Mets and the Marlins. <laughs> This is actually good news for the Mets, though. More bad news for the Marlins. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. I found this graphic the other day. What is that? Oh, what? some oh, video is playing. Friggin We're t- just getting all kinds of interruptions I know. today. <laughs> you know what, Amazon? I didn't need to hear that. Amazon over here messing up. I turned off ads for a reason. So I... Found this graphic the other day. It has to do with the Mets versus the Marlins. Um, looking at their hitting stats. Oh, where no. the uh, the Marlins batting average, 218. The Mets, 202. Marlins OBP, 281. Mets, 227. Marlins are slugging, 307. Mets, 369. And the OPS of the Marlins, 587. The Mets, 596. Those are the stats for the entire Miami Marlins team. And just the Mets pitchers <laughs> when they go to hit. That's how bad it is in Miami right oh now. Oh my gosh. The Mets pitchers are hitting as well as the entire Miami Marlins team. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. <laughs> You like how I presented that too? Yes, that was brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was team versus team. I was like, oh, I was like, I thought the Mets were doing much better than that. Like, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I can like show you it on my phone. It's literally Mets pitchers and then Marlins team. Oh, this is that's rude. pretty bad. <laughs> this is rude. Who made this? It was Who uh, made this graphic. I, I think the uh, Mets broadcast put that graphic up, and then I found it online. Yo, they petty for that though. <laughs> Mets, I mean, Mets hey, they're rivals. Are, they're rivals though. Are, are just petty for that. That's brilliant though. Um, and then my third fact kind of comes with like a bonus caveat. Um, at age twenty-seven, how many home runs did Barry Bonds have? Uh, no idea. One hundred and fifty. 
Okay. At age 27 right now, Mike Trout just hit 250. Ooh. So that's a good track record. That is a great track record. Immediately, everybody's like, oh, he's going to shatter the record. Let's knock it out of hand. But exactly. Let's <laughs> knock it out of hand because one thing I wanted to look up, because I'm pretty sure he had more, and he did. At age 27, Albert Pujols had 282 home runs. Yeah. So Pujols, and Pujols if he can... Pujols had to basically stay healthy to hit yeah. the home run record, and unfortunately at his older age, he just wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. But before anyone's like, Mike Trout's going to shatter every record. He's got a long way to go, people. Yeah, and also <laughs> uh, Barry Bonds did his numbers shot up like... When he went to the doctor. <laughs> when he went to the doctor. Uh, when he was, what, like 30 or something? Like, that was when he started putting up those ridiculous numbers. Uh, but speaking of uh, the AAA team that you mentioned earlier, evidently a AAA team has uh, had a wild, wild day. Playing 25 runs in a single game. Hold on, I need to find out who exactly... So it was the Diamondbacks AAA affiliate that put up those 25. And, oh no. Who's pitching staff? Oh no, no, no. Please say it was Miami's. No. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) That would be so great. It was not, actually. It was the Tacoma Rainiers, who are the uh, AAA affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Which, let's be honest kind of fits. Yeah, it's going to say that's not a good sign for Seattle. No. That's their one weak point that like cuz they had this amazing start to the season. Yeah. Cuz they were just hitting home runs like crazy, but the pitching was still terrible. The hitters kind of came back down to earth now and now they're King like a Felix 500 is ball no longer club. King Felix. He hasn't been a king in like 5 years. Yeah. It's yeah. And you got and you get rid of James Paxson, he goes to what? We gave them Justice Sheffield, though. Yeah, but so. he, he went to the Yankees and starts pitching out of his mind. I wonder. Sheffield didn't pitch in that game, did he? Ooh, let's see. I gave up 25 runs? Because if he did, then they're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Yankees kind of did Sheffield kind of dirty, though. We called him up early on purpose to use up some MLB time and then traded him. Oh, that's Which rude. was kind of messed up, yeah. I mean, it'll get him his money faster, but... Screws over the Seattle Mariners a little bit. But you know hey, they don't even tactics. they don't even mention who was pitching because <laughs> they feel bad for them. I f- I know they probably um, just feel terrible, but I you had a you had um, uh, Matt Zur. It's the only way I can say it. It's S Z C Z U R. He hit for the cycle during that game. Uh, Yosmani Tomas, who's back down in in triple a hit three bombs um oh man that's that's funny and i i still want to know who pitched yeah i'm trying to find it you know what day it was on uh it was monday oh yep there it is so that's the 20th so whilst bam's looking at that Let's see. I'm gonna pull up their box score. Well, Bam, whilst Bam's looking for uh, for pitchers, uh, we're also gonna talk about a different kind of a pitcher. Uh, well, oh my God, pitching <laughs> was it Justin Sheffield? It's pretty bad. Um, no, Sheffield did not pitch. Um, let me make sure. So, yeah, the Tacoma pitchers, their starter went 1.2 innings. Oh. Six hits, six runs, all <laughs> earned, two walks, three home runs. In, um, in an inning and two th- and two-thirds. Uh, yeah, and his ERA is now 9.53. <laughs> they brought in some guy named Bergman who pitched 2.2 innings, seven hits, eight runs all earned, <laughs> a walk. Got two strikeouts hey. and gave up two home runs. <laughs> His ERA is now 10.36. Oh, God. It gets better. Uh, Danish came in, pitched 1.2 innings, five hits, five runs, all earned, three walks, but got three strikeouts, only gave up one home run. Look at that. Oh, would you look at that? Then uh, Pedro pitched 1.1 innings, so less than the starter. Gave up six hits, six runs, all earned. Two walks, 
four home runs. Oh my god! His ERA is now forty point fifty. <laughs> he is never going to be able to ring that down. You're never, never, <laughs> never. His his ERA is going to be in the stratosphere for the rest of his career. But then, hey, Schaefer came in, got two outs. Well, got an out, gave up a hit, got another out. Got out of the inning. Look at that. He ended look, the game. Good job, Schaefer. No yeah. ERA for that yeah. guy. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Round of applause. I'm gonna put in some 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 congratulations. Some the, uh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put it? in the Final Fantasy uh, uh, victory music. The uh, Reno Aces. Their leadoff man was a center fielder, LaCastro, mm-hmm. um, who I think is Tim LaCastro. Yeah, I know that name. He's, I think he at one point was like on the Yankee spring team or something. Everyone um, was on the Yankee spring he team. Had, <laughs> he had, uh, he was three for seven with two RBIs. He struck out twice though, which led his team. It's disappointing. Uh, uh, Leba got three hits in five at bats with a walk, two RBIs. Cron, uh, which I'm wondering, no, it's not the one I thought of, but Kevin Cron. Went three for four with six RBIs. Oh wow! Well, I mean, you're just jo- you're just yeah. joining the hit parade at that point. Uh, Tomas was the DH, five for six with eight RBIs. Almonte got Almonte didn't get a hit. What's wrong with you, Almonte? But he did. He did draw three walks. Well, yeah, because they're they clearly. They either put it down the center or they <laughs> go all over the place. That's the only way that entire pitching staff was pitching. Matheson that got two for five with two RBIs. Joseph, two for five with an RBI. Uh, Scherzer, um, which is that? Matt Scherzer? It is Matt Scherzer. Look at you, Matt Scherzer. Uh, four for six with three RBIs. And a guy named... Well, he was the one that hit for the Cuerva, cycle. That's the, that's the one. Oh, okay. Um, and Quera... Whoever Scuto got three for six with an RBI. Um, they left 19 men on base, but still scored 25 <laughs> runs. How do you leave 19 men on base? Because <laughs> they scored 25 runs. Oh, my gosh. They're just, you know what? I have a feeling they, like, after they put up, like, 20, they were just like, yeah, I'll just swing at this. Hey, I will say, um, Reno Aces didn't pitch well themselves because they gave up eight runs. Um, <laughs> it's just Tacoma left 27 guys on base. So yeah, it's not, they it's just not couldn't true. hit with runners in scoring position. They were five for twenty runners in scoring there position. There was a lot of offense going on in that game. And the Reno Aces were ten for eighteen. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of offense going on in that game. It looks like. But moving on from bad pitching to not necessarily bad pitching, but arguably disrespectful pitching according to the unwritten rules of baseball. Uh, Marcus Stroman has gotten some flack from Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, for throwing a quick pitch to upset Michael Chavis's timing. Are you able to pull up the quick pitch for me? I am. Okay. Because I, I haven't seen his quick pitch yet. Okay. I'm normally fine with quick pitches as long as they're legal. Um... What I hate, and I mentioned to you earlier, <laughs> and you were like all in love with it. I love it. I hate the way Johnny Cueto pitches. To me, that should be a balk when you're doing that little wiggle. But technically, it's within the rules, so he can do it. Yeah. I just personally don't like it. So but, uh, let me. This is in real time. Bam is noticing this for the real time. It's only 24 seconds long. Let's see. Which here. on air is a lifetime. <laughs> I'm gonna, Michael Chavis. Oh, excuse me. Digging in. I'm practicing. And Michael Chavis has been on a roll, by the way. On an absolute so, yeah, tear. Which is partially why he may have been trying to quick pitch him to get the out. That's all it was. Nothing wrong he with did, me. He didn't, yeah. he didn't really get... He, he just didn't yeah, it's just give the, Chavis a ton of time to yeah, get set. He was just... Uh, Stroman was set early. So that way, the moment he was in the box and the ump put his hand down, he, he could, could go. He could go, and he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And, evidently, and it made it made Chavis kind of panic and pull that to third. Yeah. So. And Alex Cora had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, Chris Sale had a problem with it. And that's surprising that Chris Sale had a problem with it. Yeah. Was he pitching in that game? Because maybe he was trying to quick pitch, but the ump wouldn't let him. 
Because that could be why he was upset about it. Because I know, like, recently Joe Madden was upset about um, the thing Sean Doolittle does. Because mm-hmm. um, Joe Madden, one of his pitchers, is uh, Edwards Jr. out of his bullpen. Yeah. When he comes set, he'll pick his leg up and plant it on the ground and be set and then pick his leg up and go. Mm. The MLB told him that's illegal. Your wow. guy is essentially setting twice. He can't do that. Um, even if that is his delivery every time, it's still illegal. Yeah. Um, so he was like, okay, whatever. I'll have to have him learn a different way to pitch. So here's But Doolittle, when he does it, he'll do the leg kick and his toe will graze the ground, but he'll never take an actual he'll never actually plant the foot mm. and then he will deliver home. And this was like a save situation. Cubs are trying to come back in the ninth to win the game, and Doolittle's just throwing darts while doing his like toe tap delivery. Yeah. So Madden threw a fit about it, mm. saying, oh, how come my guy can't do it, but he can? Yeah. So the MLB had to tell him, like, your guy's planting his foot down. Doolittle's not. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, because, I mean, Alex Cora also kind of has a has a tendency to do this kind of stuff, right? He's As very, does Madden, yeah. Yeah. The, both of them are very old school, old school managers. Mm-hmm. So they are really into the unwritten rules of baseball and things of that, that nature. Well, that one's not even unwritten per se. It's yeah. just the rule is like when the batter's ready and the ump's not like when the batter is in the box. As long as the ump doesn't have his hands up to call time, you can throw the pitch. Yeah, and he waited till the moment the ump put his yes. hands down and threw it, and then threw it, and then threw it, and he's it's all within the rules. Like it's they they so it's Marcus Stroman uh, is the pitcher. Um, I, I believe I said that, but I just want to clarify that again. Who is known for being a little bit fl- a little bit flashy, um, kind of like the he he does the pitcher's equivalent of bat flips. He's a he's mound. a big game pitcher. Yeah, he is a big. If the game, game is meaningless, he's not going to pitch well. But if it's like a playoff game or like a big division rival, he's going to pitch well. And in yeah. this case, it was a division rival. Yeah. And uh, so. Stroman threw six innings of run one ball for a 10 to 3 win. Yeah, big game. Um, and Mark Stroman put a tweet out afterwards said, I compete. That's it. Didn't know I had to cater to opposing teams to like me. Everyone messes with timing, deliveries, and pitching mechanics these days. Everyone, get over it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep that dog mentality always. That's exactly what I just said about the Johnny Cueto thing. Yeah. He does it to mess with timing. I don't like how he does it, but it's within the rules. <laughs> Marcus Stroman also said, Cora probably still mad I chose to play for USA Baseball over Puerto Rico. That's also Puerto Rico's fault, by the way. Yeah. If you ever heard that story. For those uh, that don't know, Stroman, of course, is Puerto Rican. And most Puerto Ricans can play on either team because they are also Americans. Yeah. Um, but he went to the Puerto Rico team first. Yeah. And they told him he didn't make the team. So then he was like, all right, I'm going to go to Team U.S. then. And the Team U.S. was like, yeah, we need all the help we can get. And he <laughs> destroyed Puerto Rico in that championship game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, like I said, big game pitcher. Yeah. If you he's put got, the pressure as as, on him, he's going to get the job done. As long as he's, he's got he's to have an edge, though. Stroman yeah. is going to pitch in the playoffs this year. I believe it. Toronto is going to trade him to a contender. And he's going to pitch in the playoffs this year. But, so what are your thoughts on, uh, what are, what is everyone else's thoughts on these unwritten rules of baseball, the line between showboating and, you know, showing emotion and kind of strategy versus gamesmanship and all that. There's, there's a fine line and the most popular one, of course, is the bat flip. I love the bat flip. To me, yeah, I, I love the bat flip as well, but you got to do it correctly. If that makes sense. Like, when you when you hit the home run, like, yeah, you can take your peek about it or whatever and flip your bat. But never flip it onto the field. Yeah. Like, yeah, always flip it to the side or behind you, never onto the playing field, because that's going to start a fight. And it's also <laughs> a safety issue with that. Yeah. Point. Um, so never flip it onto the field. And then the moment you hit it, see that it's going and flip, start your trot. Yeah, don't just sit there and a stare lot at of it. people. That's the ones. Those are the ones that. Uh, that's why I disagreed with Tim Beckham's mm-hmm. flips and how he was mad that it started fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he was flipping and stuff, but he was also like 
turning his back and shoving the bat toward the dugout and, like, talking and trash and stuff like that. Like, you're taking it too far at that point. Oh, well. I just, I like it when people show emotion when they play sports, especially baseball, which everyone, a lot of people tend to want to view with this stoic kind of (laughs) uh, facial expression uh, at all points in time. Possibly why it could be struggling right now. What? Huh? What? Who said that? <laughs> I didn't say. I don't know. What you, I don't know. I don't know what you heard. Um, moving on to another underappreciated sport. Uh, the NHL. Talk about struggling. Stanley Cup finals are set, and no one cares. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's... the St. Louis Blues have made it to the the Stanley Cup for the first time in a while, um, and they're playing. Uh, the Boston Bruins, who, <laughs> Bam, you had something to say about this earlier today. Well, yeah, because it's, we're in a situation, and the numbers show it, because the ratings were dropping as more Cinderella teams were kind of falling out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with this situation, you got the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis, not exactly a market that cares about hockey. They're all kind of busy watching the Cardinals right now. Yeah. And then Boston Bruins, who is a Boston team that's just in a championship game again. So no one wants to see a Boston team win again. <laughs> so I, I mean, I want to see the Celtics win again. Well, yeah, unless you're a fan of the team, obviously. <laughs> but uh, either way, for me, this hockey tournament, um, this cup final, I'm happy either team winning. Yeah, because I'm... the Blues, like you said, haven't been there in forever. So I would love to see them win for the history of it. Bruins, I'm all right with it because mo- only because I love Zdeno Chara mm-hmm. because he's just hilariously large <laughs> and it's funny to watch him and people try to pick fights with him. Um, so I'm cool with it either way. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for I feel bad for the guys on the ice. Yeah, because they're killing themselves to try to win this cup. And other than the diehards, like no one casually is gonna flip the channel to watch it. Yeah, whereas I don't really feel like much of a- other championship sports. Even people's grandmas are taking a peek at it. Yeah, you know, like like you were saying, uh, I don't think too many people outside of those like cities have much of a stake in yeah in this. Other than we don't want Boston to win again. Yeah, that's it's, yeah. That could be the only thing. Like people are just like I'm tired of Boston winning everything. Yeah, which yeah. they used to their advantage with the thing I was telling you about earlier. How Why don't you share with the people? Boston there? put up uh, billboards around their city. Um, pleading for the Bruins to end their championship drought because they the city hasn't won a championship in like 112 days or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where it's gotten to with Boston. They're so bored of winning, they're making a joke about it. So it's <laughs> oh my gosh, and uh, so it's 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 rough to come by um, any. Sports news involving ba- about involving football right now, with it being that weird period between the draft and um, the beginning of the season. I mean, they've started uh, OTAs, um, which uh, people are probably happy about. Uh, I know Philly fans, like me, are happy that uh, Carson Wentz had a great day of OTAs. And can walk. And can walk, yes. I forgot about that Um, when we were like coming up. We'll talk about two quick things from okay. OTA. That stood out to me. First, Eli Manning went one for six with two interceptions in his first OTA. <laughs> Looking great for my Giants. <laughs> How Daniel you, Jones have you seen, do? Uh, I was going to say, have you seen that picture? No. Of them two warming up together? Is it exactly and the same? And they look exactly, they look like <laughs> twin brothers. My goodness. Like the kids already got the Manning face down pat. <laughs> I swear they built him in a lab, man. <laughs> but... uh so that's the first one. The second thing was, did you see the Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger thing? No. So Big Ben apparently reached out to Antonio Brown to apologize for anything he may have done to like upset him while in Pittsburgh, and he mm-hmm. hopes they can still be friends. Basically, Big Ben did the right thing. Yeah. He was he was the growing up of the situation and was like, hey, like, I know we had a rough patch, but now you're on a new team. I'm still with mine. We both got our contract extensions. Let's just be happy and still be friends. Yeah. Antonio Brown basically told him to F off. <laughs> oh, no. And he called him a two-face and was telling him that he's lying just to make himself look good, which even if it's true. You got to just. Just be a man about it, man. Just 
you don't have to be his friend. Just shake his hand and just walk away. But yeah. no. So he wants to. So now Brown all week has just been trashing Big Ben on Twitter. Ugh. And then didn't show up to OTAs. So that's, <laughs> that'll make the Raiders feel good. Yeah, the Raiders will be real happy about that. Yeah. So <sighs> You've got to learn a whole new playbook, dude. Show up to OTAs. Yeah. He was like trashing Big Ben while wearing a uh, make make the Raiders great again hat. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's just a mess. Oh, Antonio Brown. He's really talented, but he's also crazy. <laughs> um in in other news, um oh, and the um oh, we have forgot about this, the uh the Jets. Um cuz I forgot this I think this came out like right after we did last episode, so we never talked about it. Mm. The uh, Jets letting go of their GM and promoting Adam Gase oh, to head coach yeah. and GM. Oh <laughs> which to me is amazing. So you mean to tell me I was doing a job in Miami, I did a terrible job and got <laughs> fired, and then was hired and then promoted <laughs> in New York? Like, what are the Jets doing? So yeah, apparently, sounds, that sounds like that sounds like the Jets. Apparently, uh, it was over Le'Veon Bell. I forget whether it was that Gase wanted Bell, but the GM didn't, or vice versa. But mm-hmm. now the GM's gone, and Gase basically has full control of that team. That's terrifying. And. Le'Veon Bell's apparently, like, already on the trade block. And you he, just and got And they him. just signed him, yeah. So, like, it's it's a mess in New York right now for both for teams. For both teams. Oh, my gosh. Don't watch New York football no. this year, guys. <laughs> Everyone watch Cleveland. Yes, yes. <laughs> watch Cleveland. You know who we're not going to watch, probably? Tampa Bay. Do you know why? Because they just signed Ndamukong Sue for another one-year deal. So. And when I heard about it, I told you, I was like, all right, cool. The, the Bucks cut an old fat guy for a slightly younger old fat guy. Because <laughs> uh, they, they got rid of McCoy to have the money to do it. So Yeah. So we'll see how that works it's out. Strange, it's, it's a strange move in Sue's side of things. Yeah. Because it's his like, third team in three years. I'm sure he's making more money going there than to other teams, but you're not going to win there. You're not. You got that close to winning in L.A. Why, why not? You say why that? not resign for one more cheap year, yeah. or go to a New England who you know is always good, or something like that? But yeah. That's what they did with Vince Wilfork. Man, it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. And then uh, speaking of the Patriots, they they paid <laughs> Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah, he got paid. Um, which is funny when you see like this man just won, like oh no, he didn't. Wow. Did he win? He won MVP of the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I, I think he did. Check. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Edelman won it. It was either Edelman or Brady, but I'm pretty sure he did. Although, in my opinion, the running back James White should have won it. <laughs> but uh, um, it's funny to see a guy like that who's been really good for a long time and just won like Super Bowl MVP, but mm-hmm. he's only making like 10 mil a year. When you look at other sports like baseball and basketball, where there's like people in their third season making more than that. So, uh, yeah, it was Julian Edelman. And somebody in USA Today wrote, test positive for performance anti drugs, and you can be the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, who, um, well, the fact remains is people don't even know who won Super Bowl MVP because that Super Bowl was so terrible. It was bad. But I still feel like it should have been the running back. Um, another guy bust for PEDs was uh, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, which that's a big definitely one. hurts that Cardinals defense. Yeah, and they uh, and that hurts any potential trade possibilities because there was talk of them, and this might have been what broke it down, because um, there was talks of them trading him um, and Rosen to the Giants for draft picks, mm. but it never came about, and everybody was like, "Oh, I guess." That trade just fell through. Well, this could have been why yeah, the Giants might have heard from the Cardinals, like, "Hey, we want to give him to you, but he's about to get suspended. You still yeah. want him?" And they were like, "No, no, no. <laughs> we're good. We're good." I mean, but it's not like they're going to be good during the time he's suspended. Yeah, anyway. I know. Anyway, but it's still a bad look on the team. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Well, that just about wraps it up for our uh, today's topics. Bam, do you have anything you'd like to say to the nice people? Trying to think of a random hot take. Give me a second. 
Well, while Bam's uh, thinking of a random hot take for you guys, um, I am currently managing an internship, full-time schooling, other trying to do this podcast and trying to do a bunch of other different uh, activities. So I'm swamped with a ton of stuff on a regular basis. But I am I am trying. I am doing the best that I can. I am only one man. Uh, but I am trying to make sure that uh, I can give you guys great content on a regular basis, um, which is why I want you guys to, to reach out to me. I want to know how I can improve and how... I can create good content that you guys all enjoy. Right, ma'am? Sure. Oh my I'm gosh. kidding, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bam and I want to create good content for you guys, so please reach out to us. You can find uh, me on uh, Twitter at, at GaiusOctavian13 or on Instagram at RXofA on the Insta. Bam, what you got for us? My hot take is that uh, running back Josh Jakes of Jacobs of Oakland will win Rookie of the Year. Oh, um, and <laughs> and uh, you can yell at me and tell me I'm wrong at uh, Bam nine one four underscore on Twitter or Bam nine one four underscore IG on Instagram. All right, awesome. Well, that just about does it for us today. Uh, as always, be good to each other, be kind to each other, love each other, and we will see you soon.